Welcome to Marty's Music Kitchen, the fun music and food podcast where anything can happen. On the podcast today is the amazing trumpet player, teacher, author, and outstanding cook, Mr. John Dover. He is an endorsed artist for Bach trumpets, and he plays everything from classical and jazz to rock. Up next, this Renaissance man will be cooking up chilequiles with a lazy man's piña colada, and we'll even get to check out Jams by Jess, homemade goodness in a jar by John's wife, Jessica. Cooking from the heart is where we learn to show people what we think of them. It also forces you as the chef to engage and indulge in what you're creating to make it better. John has a super cool second career as the comic book author of the booze-drinking, lady-loving detective known as Johnny Scotch. How does music affect what's cooking in the kitchen? What's the parallel of writing music and writing a comic book? And just what would Johnny Scotch make for date night dinner? Come with me into this mysterious jazz noir kitchen and let's find out. Hi, John. Hey, Marty. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. So uh, I am really excited to have you on this podcast today because little known fact you were actually my very first guest on the pilot episode of Marty's Music Kitchen, but mm-hmm. under a different name. So I remember that. I am so glad to have you back. You know, John, you'll always be number one. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> you know, what can I say? <laughs> so, all right, what are we cooking today? Well, you know, I figured, you know, I always like to start any meal with a, with a nice drink. So we're going to actually start with my... Uh, <laughs> My, uh, my lazy, Lunch yeah. And this is, you know, if, if you've been out a little late, like uh, some of us have been, it's nice to get what? a little hair of the dog to to. You're out late? Out. Oh no, my god! No, never. never. All right. So we're gonna do what I call my uh, my lazy man's pina colada. Okay. And I call it lazy because instead of going through the process of getting like, you know, all the coconut that you would want in there and everything, what I do is I just take pre-cut pineapple and uh-huh. I take a amazing coconut flavored rum from Kauai that this I found is, when I was gonna there. This is going to be, I'm going to sail through this interview, I have a feeling. <laughs> so you're dumping basically um, an entire ice cube tray of ice. Yep, throwing into, the ice in. Um, a Vitamix. Yep. Which is basically a super high powered blender. Yep. And um, what's up next? What's up next is the pineapple, which we're going to do pretty much most of it and all of its juice in there too. So really? It oh, down. that sounds yeah. great. All oh, right, yeah. good. Got to do that. Okay. Everything just goes right on in. Yeah, this is, again, this is the lazy man's pina colada. <laughs> I, I am not into excessive work as long as it tastes good. You know, John, I've never known you to be uh, a lazy guy, so it's kind of <laughs> funny. I read that title. I'm like, really? All right, you got it. Yep. And then we just add a splash. A splash? Okay. Well, gonna... I'll, be, I'll be a little polite to us because it is early in the morning. I don't want to. Right. We I are recording this a little bit early. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm just going to quantify that, and I'm going to say that it really is not that early, John. I'm telling you. It's, <laughs> For a Saturday, come on. <laughs> it's uh, it's like 10:20 in the morning, but you know we can we can do pina coladas. It's all good. Perfect. Well, there's a few of us having these this morning, so we'll do one, two. Oh, it smells so good, like three, coconuts. Four. And just a little extra oh my, for fun. Oh my God! Okay, yeah. Well, so, there's a few of us, you know. So instead wanna... of measuring it out, you could just say like a third of the Vitamix or 24 ounces about of that, yeah. pineapple. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Vodka? Is that what you said? Rum. If you want to take a hit, go for it. 
<laughs> here, John. I won't tell. Here, come here for a second. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because uh, why not? Yeah. All right, so. Check it out. There it goes. It's gone. Oh, my gosh. That's why the Vitamixer works so great for this, because it'll kill all that ice real fast. Um, and you just let it get nice and foamy. It's foamy. Yeah. I'm really amazed. It just went, and it's like half the blender. No, it's yep. almost three quarters of the blender now. Wow. This is awesome. I have a Vitamix and now I know how to use it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. For pina coladas. Also works for margaritas. Oh, does it really? Oh, you sure. know, my my beau has recently figured out how to make the perfect margarita. And it's basically a citrus tequila and tornado silver and a little bit of margarita mix and a little bit of Grand Marnier on top. And that's it. And it is so good. Oh, and another super secret to get the salt on the rim, instead of dipping it in water, what he does is he dips it in just a hint of either tequila or the margarita mix. And so it flavors the salt. Nice. And it is delicious. So there you go. A little, little tip for you on the margarita making. Awesome. Well, I'll let you take the first sip. Okay. And you could even use the so Johnny Scotch glass. The, I, oh, there's a Johnny Scotch glass? Yeah, just as served neat. All right, here, cheers. Cheers. All right, yes, at 10.20 in the morning. Yep. Who cares, right? Mm. And that'll wake you up. Oh, wow. See? That is delicious. Thank you. Really quite good. Congratulations, mm. lazy man. That's right. That's, <laughs> you know how to make them uh, pina colada. See, and I don't mind this, it being lazy yeah. as long as it tastes good. Mm. All right, well... Um, are we going to have food along with this beverage, or is this, uh, we're just going <laughs> to skate through the interview on this? No, yeah, we will do some food. What we're going to do is we're going to make some chilaquiles, which is one of my favorite dishes uh, from Mexico that I learned. It, it, it's a dish basically born from necessity or ease. Necessity. Necessity, <laughs> because uh, generally the way it's, it's done down there is it's a way to utilize your tortillas that have not gotten used. Oh. So if they start getting stale, you just fry them up a little bit, turn oh. them into chips, uh -huh. and then toss them together with whatever salsa is left in the fridge. Yeah. And then drop a fried egg on top. Ah. So it's kind of like a it's kind of like a corned beef hash but, you know, a Mexican corn, style. A corned beef hash. <laughs> That's okay with me. Yeah, and there's lots of different ways that it gets served. I mean, the, the basic way would just be the chips, salsa, egg on top. I like that. That's my kind of that's my kind of breakfast right there. And other ways to do it, we're actually going to put a little bit of queso fresco on top, so just a nice light, uh, crumbly cheese. Uh huh. Uh, we're also going to have uh, my version of a, a drunken black beans. Oh, you already have those made up. So those are made up. I, I tried to prep them a little bit beforehand. Does that mean they have alcohol in them? They have a little bit of tequila in them, just to kind of brighten the flavor, give it a little sweetness. Yeah. And a little lime, a little bit of onion. Um, and that's really about it. Huh. And Salt so and when you made the black beans ahead, are they dry beans or like no, you just throw them in No, I just can? use canned beans. Yeah. yeah. And then how long do you cook them? Uh, they probably simmered this morning for about 20, close to 30 minutes just to get nice and soft, almost like a refried bean kind of consistency. Mm -hmm. And did you chop the onion before you put it in? I did. How, about how much do you think? Just a nice dice to it. Oh. And then, because um, when I'm looking at this, mm -hmm. can I touch this without burning myself? Probably. Probably. Probably, Marty. <laughs> Grab the hot lid. So it looks like it really cooked down, mm -hmm. uh, the beans did. And yeah. um, I mean, usually when you see black beans, you know, they're, you know, like in black beans on a plate, not, this looks really more like, almost like a pinto bean or a... Yeah. 
what am I trying to say? You know, like like a refried bean. refried bean, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's beans. that's what I try to shoot for when I do these beans is so that they can just be on the side and you kind of kind of skim some chips through them and just a nice creamy texture. So that could even be like an appetizer. It could be an appetizer. It can be. It can go on, uh, you know, on the side with like regular actually chips and salsa. So I see like a chip over here. Go for it. This is what I'm gonna do. You because should. I'm looking at these beans, you know, and now that I've, you know, if we've, we're starting backwards, I might as well, <laughs> might as well do this. Might as well. So you could literally have us in a bowl hot mm -hmm. after, what did you say, 25 minutes, 20, 25? Yeah, absolutely. And it's how a much, nice quick. How much tequila did you put in here? Uh, a couple of tablespoons. <laughs> so that cooks off real fast. Mmm. Mmm. But it still has that flavor. Yeah, you just get that nice brightness, sweetness, a little bit of lime mm -hmm. in there. Oh, um, that's what I taste too. Yeah, and then just to help help with the smooth consistency, I also mm. did put a little bit of homemade stock in there, just to chicken stock. Yep, homemade chicken stock. That's a whole other thing. That's a whole so other episode. You yep. um, cook. Yes. Um, and I mean, was this out of necessity too? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, honestly, yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, I you know. Uh, kid in the early 80s I had two working parents which meant that if you wanted to eat learn to cook because um, they were busy and it was always a matter of coming home at the end of the day calling my mom saying what's for dinner and getting the answer of what are you making really oh yeah no kidding which was great because it it forced me to get in front of the stove I always enjoyed it it's a wonderful you know I, I, as I've grown older and done a lot more with it I've honed a lot of my recipes I've found it to be almost an artistic expression when you do it right and you have fun with it, so. That's really great. Great way to meet people, great way to entertain and have fun. Yeah. You know, I've talked with a lot of people that have learned to cook out of necessity but come to love it, you mm -hmm. know? And you would think, oh, I had to cook when I was a kid, you know? You would grow up to maybe resent it a little bit, but most of the people I know um, that have done this kind of thing, mm -hmm. you know, are all, it's creative, you know? Cooking is. is creative. Oh, absolutely. And so that is, I think, the part where I'm interviewing musicians and, and uh, you know, chefs and things like that. They're all, there's all this element of creativity about it, you know? As there should be. I mean, cooking from a box can be necessary at times. Uh-huh. But cooking from the heart is where we learn to show people what we think of them. Cooking from the heart is where we learn to show people what we think of them. What a great quote. Oh my gosh, you are filling this tray up with eggs. Well, we got a couple people here. I gotta make sure everyone gets some. Wow, this is great. Because usually for a good plate of chilaquiles, mm -hmm. I make sure there's two over easy eggs on top of each one. Oh, well you're cooking up eight eggs. Yep. And I see you've got one of the center tray kind of things that you can put on your stove. Mm -hmm. And what a salt looks like. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you write a lot of your music. Mm -hmm. Is there a parallel between creating a song and creating a recipe? I think so. You know, when you look at cooking, it's good to start from a baseline. Mm -hmm. You know, here's what other people found works. Right. So reading that, figuring out the, the steps, the process, and then adding your own twist, your own flavors to it. You mm -hmm. know, so I, I always love recipes that say salt to taste uh -huh. because they understand that not everyone... It's not going to taste the same for everyone when they put a quarter teaspoon of salt in. Ah. You know, it also forces you as the chef to engage and indulge in what you're creating yeah. to make it better. So in, when you're writing a song, mm -hmm. 
I mean, how do you, do you apply like, okay, I'm going to have a basic form, a beginning, and here's going to be an ending, or like an improv section. I mean, is that kind of generally the way you think about that as well? Yeah, uh, a lot of my compositions start as either a melody yep. or a bass line. Are you like me? I'll be like um, driving. A lot of times I'm listening to other music, like KMHD, or mm -hmm. they'll have a really great solo section, and then I'll make my ear will, for some reason, latch onto this one lick or rhythm or melody, and then I'll turn it off. And later, that 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 seed, you know, will just kind of germinate, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, next thing I know, I'm singing my own melody that mm -hmm. um, it was really inspired by whatever I just heard. Yeah. Um, is it the same for you? Very much, because I find that inspiration in like some rhythm that might be occurring, mm -hmm. or even just a, a chord progression, how they how they construct everything. Yeah. Um, I love when different genre musicians take on something that's known, mm -hmm. like a typical jazz standard, but then put a, a Latin Latin beat underneath it. Yeah, I love that too. Yeah, or a good hip hop. <laughs> okay, that I backbeat. haven't heard. Oh, the yeah. hip-hop jazz version, really? Sure, throw throw a backbeat on, on My Funny Valentine and it becomes a whole new beast. I it, would love that. Yeah, that's one of the ways I like to do it, honestly. <laughs> um, so, eggs are cooking. Yeah. I'm, I've started heating my pan to fry the chips. And it looks like it's on pretty high heat. It is on pretty high heat because you want to do it quickly. And you're cooking on a gas stove, I, so that's going to be different for someone who's on an electric stove. Yeah, on an electric stove, I'd probably even put it on high. Really? Yeah, because again, it's fast. We don't want the chips to soften. Oh, we're we cooking chips. We want them chips. to have some pop. Yep, so these are going to go on top of what we're about to concoct. Ow! So what's really going to go in here first? Oh, check that out. What is this? This is a green salsa uh -huh. that I made this morning. Uh -huh. So I roasted tomatillos and a jalapeno. Wow. There's uh, onion, garlic, Lime and cilantro. Okay, wait. So you roasted them in the oven? I roasted them in the oven. Give me uh, give me a temperature and time. Uh, broil mm -hmm. for about five minutes each side. You mm. want them to kind of soften and get a little bit of a char going. Mm, there's definitely a brightness to that. Mm -hmm. A little bit of a mild burn, not too much. Right. But kind of kicks in a little bit after. Yeah. That's oh, really good. When I don't know who I'm cooking for, I try not to do the whole jalapeno. You didn't want to kill your host. I didn't want to kill my host. So um, I, I just, I did take most of the membrane and seeds out of the jalapeno before I roasted it. And roasting it helps as well. And then so, the tomatillos are, have that nice brightness, that almost sour. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Did you roast them all together? Mm -hmm. The onion and the, everything else? Uh, the onion didn't get roasted, just the jalapeno and the tomatillos. Those roasted on the same pan. And yeah. did you do them till they were kind of blackish? Yep. And then food processor city? Yep. Vitamix. Man. No, just a, I, I actually just use my Cuisinart for that. Did you? Yep. All right. I prefer the Cuisinart for that stuff because it's easier to get in there and deal with it, push it around. The the Vitamix is great for things like that you have to blend down. Okay. That's great for chopping stuff up, I, I think. So this is nice and hot. Yeah. I added some avocado oil, so it's a high smoke uh, versus like an olive oil. We don't We don't want it. I didn't know there was a difference in oils in between the smoke factor. <laughs> there is. You want, uh, you want to be careful when you're using high heat uh -huh. to use oils that can take it. Right. Otherwise, they break down and, you know, hmm. get all technical with it. But uh, it, So this one is, is, since I'm using high heat, I use avocado oil. All right. Uh, you can also use, like, safflower oil or anything like that. Okay. And we're going to just toss in a bunch of this salsa. Oh. And then we just drop in chips. 
Literally. Literally. Like a pan full. A pan full of chips and salsa. And then you just give them a, a toss. You want them to heat up, slightly soften, but not get soggy. That's why we do it on the high heat. Uh, At least that's why I do it on the, the high heat. The genius of John Dover. Oh, no, this is not my genius. This is... <laughs> you stand on the shoulders of greatness, is that it? That, well, uh, as we all do. Don't we? we yeah, do. just like creating, you know, the song and getting ideas from what other people do. And yep. just putting your own thing on it. So, um, so as you're doing this, mm -hmm. you, I have been so impressed um, watching um, your journey, because you and I have been friends for many years now. Yeah. And you have this incredible career. I don't even want to say second career. It's like a full-on career as a comic book author. Yeah, as, as, a, as a writer and comic book author, uh, Johnny Scotch was my first foray into comics. And he's kind of a detective. Is he a detective? He is actually a, I, I refer to him as my scotch-drinking, hard-hitting jazz trumpeter who manages <laughs> to get into all the wrong places at the right time. All the wrong places at the right time. Time. So he's, my tagline is Johnny Scotch, justice served neat. <laughs> there you go. But, and uh, how many Johnny Scotch comics are there now? Uh, we just this last year released the fourth, uh, fourth comic, in a four-part series. So uh, right now Johnny is a little wrap is has wrapped uh. on the comic book side. Ah. But on the he, comic book side. Well, because Johnny also has uh, two novellas that I put out really? over the past couple of years. I did not know. I mean, I have um, two of the Johnny Scotch comics, mm -hmm. but um, I didn't know about the novellas. Yeah, so as I was writing Johnny, I, I really enjoyed the writing process. Uh-huh. And comics, when you're writing comics generally, uh, you're writing more like a script. It's almost like writing a screenplay. Ah. Whereas the novellas allowed me to explore the world on a little more flowery or deep level. Ah. And I got to have a lot more fun with the character. I like that. Mm -hmm. Do you uh, write at a computer or do you have like a like an old-fashioned typewriter and <laughs> dark, I, I dark office? I write at, a, at an old-fashioned computer. An old-fashioned, <laughs> there you go, right. And usually in a bar. You know, I've actually written two and a half books. Oh, yeah? Like full-on books. Nice. Um, and back when I was younger, I thought I wanted to be a writer. And I did pitch them at... Um, a nationally known um, writing conference called uh, the Willam Willamette Writers Group. Yes, I've worked and they, with them. Yeah, they have. Aren't they great? Yes. Um, and they have, uh, you know, they have this huge conference, and they've got yep. speakers and, you know, um, I don't know, publishers, editors, people who come from all over. They give classes and everything. But anyway, um, I've not published. Um, that was a few years ago now, and I think my books are in storage somewhere. But. <laughs> You know, I, I know what it's like for me when I write that book. I like to, I see, um, I always saw them in kind of a movie, mm -hmm. kind of a style. Mm -hmm. um, and is that the same for you? Do you have like a vision or, I mean, do you know what's coming out when you sit down to write? I don't know what's coming out necessarily. Um, my favorite elements I've ever written have always been just letting it happen. It's almost like an improvised solo where you're, you sit down and you just, you see what the characters allow you to see. I, I completely understand what you're saying. For me, sometimes I would sit back after I wrote a chapter and, went, and would go, oh my God, where did that come from? And mm -hmm. there was this element of surprise for me as the writer mm -hmm. of, I can't believe that just came out of me. Yeah. You know? Once in a while we get that. And that's, that's, I think, the addictive nature of writing and also of music is uh -huh. 
once in a while we get those moments where it's like, how how did that happen? Because uh-huh. uh, I I don't know how the brain functions in those moments. Yeah. Um, probably not supposed to know how the brain functions in those moments. But <laughs> I've actually got a really funny story about that. Yeah. Um, I was part of a group called SUS4 at University of Northern Colorado, mm-hmm. and um, our director, unbeknownst to us, filmed us at a show and then sent it into Dis- Disney World, and um, we got um, invited to come out and sing for them. I mean, sure. they, like, flew us out and everything. It was a big deal. Yeah. And this is back a while ago, and we were doing this song. It was a dinosaur song that was popular then on the, you know, pop rock eras, and oh, I nice. had to do a dinosaur rap, and I was going to... I was memorizing this on the plane all the way out there. I went over and over and over it. And on stage, I couldn't remember the words. I mean, because <laughs> I mean, it was like in the middle of Disney World and, yeah. you know, on the main stage. And I was like, and I couldn't remember. I was like, oh, God. No. And actually, it came out great. It was better that I forgot and kind of created something on the, you know, in the moment rather than having something that was so scripted. Exactly. And that's, that's a fascinating part about the creative process. I mean, just like cooking. You, you don't always know exactly what's going to hit the plate, even when you go in with a plan. Yeah. Uh, like You're some... right about, yeah, oh, that's the science of it, the creativity of it, and the delight of discovery mm-hmm. is that whole, oh, my God, you know, what, it, what just happened? So, <laughs> so this is, um, it looks like you're also making toast. Yeah, just, uh, you know. Because it is morning? Because it's morning. It's breakfast. <laughs> you got to have a little toast. And it's, it's nice to have a little bit of fresh goodness on your toast. And I'm, I'm lucky enough to have a, a wife who crafts amazing jams. Really? So jams I'm, by Jess, jams right? Jams by Jess. So I, did, I, I actually, I kind of remember seeing this and passing like on a social media feed somewhere. But, I mean, tell me more about it. A few years ago, she started just, you know, tinkering and having fun in the kitchen. And... Uh-huh. Out of that tinkering and fun, she has come up with uh, a series of really solid recipes. Uh-huh. Uh, today, you get to try a, lib- a bit of her strawberry lavender Ooh. and also of her uh, Simply Serrano. So something, seriously Serrano, sorry. She's in the background going. She's so telling she's me what's what. like, no, come on. <laughs> get it right. <laughs> so something a little bit, you know, soft and sweet and something a little bit zingy and sweet. Ah, and um, is she selling me somewhere, or is it... Oh, that's in process. We're working really? on Really? Yeah. Jams by Jess. Stay tuned for Stay tuned. Jams by Jess. <laughs> so as the toast is cooking, you're also, like, dolling up these plates a little bit more. Uh-huh. Um, and they've got... You're putting, like, this lovely presentation avocado on the top. I can't mm-hmm. wait to yeah, uh, dive into this. This is, this is looking really good. Just to add a little bit extra... Mm. So, Softness to as it. far as the the comics go, yeah. um, where are you? Your novellas are already out. Yes, I have. Uh, over the past few years, I've released two Johnny Scotch novellas, and also I've gathered a nice, a nice bit of of submissions for anthologies. Uh, ah. with, with another type of writing, I do a lot of actual horror writing. So mine was a cross between Stephen King and um, Dean Coons. That's what I did. Very nice. So I would love to read these things. I didn't know. I haven't seen any of this. Well, I haven't seen any of this. Yeah, so because the, the books, we have the, the two Johnny Scotch. Look at this. Wow. That is a 
a lady right there on the front of that book. Yes, my She's, illustrator. Um, um, your very... illustrator um, loves women. Let's just put it yes. that way. Yes. <laughs> this is so cool. Yeah. Can I borrow these, or maybe? Mm -hmm. or do you want me to I buy have a them? I could buy them. Um, where could we buy them? Amazon. Yeah. And what are we looking for? Just books by John Dover. Books by John Dover. Uh, you can also search just Johnny Scotch. Wow. Uh, the I'm first so one was called Danger in Base Clef. Uh huh. And then this, the newest one that I just put out this year is uh, a song for Charlie. Ah. And actually, the interesting thing about Song for Charlie, it is technically the novelization of my comic book series. So you get a digest the storytelling in different ways. Ah, I love the comic books. I thought they were really great. Mm -hmm. So um, you, I'm assuming, go to comic book conventions? Do you yeah. do that? Yeah, I do comic cons. We usually do at least the, the biggest one we do is the Salt Lake Comic Con in the fall, ah. which that's about uh, 120,000 people come through each day. So, so you mm -hmm. have, um, can I help you take this to the table? Mm-hmm. So you have... Um, you have a show, because I've been to it, mm -hmm. um, where you were playing like Johnny Scotch kind of music. Is that right? Yes. So part of my ultimate goal with the Johnny Scotch world yeah. has been to deliver as many different mediums of storytelling as I possibly could. Uh, so when I started cool. developing the comic <laughs> book and I started developing the larger stories and the novellas, right? I really felt strongly that there needed to be a musical component. So mostly because when, if you've ever been to an uh, an author reading, I, I I find them to be a little stale, a little and dry. Mm -hmm. And my idea was Getting to. Out of I shouldn't have said that so enthusiastically. <laughs> yes, no, they're dull. I think no, most writers would agree as well, though. Yeah, I think if you're into the the genre, mm -hmm. and especially if you you know you want to discover something new, it's um it's kind of like going to a jazz festival. You yes. know what I mean? You get a snippet of what, uh, a taste of it, you yes. know, just a taste of it from the actual source, you know, yes. from the creator. Absolutely. So what I did is I developed the Johnny Scotch vignettes, which is, uh, that's the show you saw, which is part spoken word reading, uh -huh. uh, interspersed with the live performance of the music for, mm -hmm. the, for the books. So you get that reading experience, but you also get a live jazz experience too so it's it's a very interactive entertainment experience well um we're down at the table and um i'm ready to check this out we're all sitting down together my engineer and uh jess hi jess hi how are you great how are you? okay and actually you know what i'm gonna start you guys can dig in but mm -hmm. what are the two jams we're tasting so that's the strawberry lavender okay i'm gonna try that on a little corner of this one mm -hmm. strawberry lavender mm -hmm. which is the added bonus for today mm. it's great not too sweet, and it's got a lot. How do you get the lavender in there? Um, I infuse it when it is like boiling, and then I take it out before I jar it up. You infuse it while it's boiling, and then you jar it up. Mm -hmm. Take it out before you jar it up. That's what you said, right? Mm -hmm. And then what's this other one I'm trying, John? Seriously, Serrano, it does have a kick. You're trying so to warn me. I'm warning you this no, time. You guys, <laughs> I am not faint-hearted. In this show, I ha oh my gosh, there are some things where I'm just like, ah! Give me the drink right mm -hmm. now. Okay, this is the Serrano. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that has a great kick. Mm -hmm. And that goes perfectly with this beautiful breakfast that you've cooked. I'm gonna say it's breakfast, but lunch. I guess it could be lunch. We'll go brunch. With brunch. 
Yes, brunch. You get the brunch show with me. <laughs> the brunch show, the John Dover, Johnny's. Okay, so I brunch do have this Johnny question. Scotch. Yes. Yeah, so I want to know what would Johnny Scotch make on date night? <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> He's a very simple man. Mm hmm. If he were to cook, which he probably wouldn't, he'd probably just take them to some place. Okay. <laughs> but if he were to cook, it would be um, mm. a very simple inch thick steak, mm -hmm. salt and pepper. Mm hmm. Cast iron skillet, butter, three minutes one side, three minutes the other, two minutes again, two minutes again. Take it off, let it rest. Perfect medium rare to rare. And kind of a lazy man's version. So yeah, yeah. John Dover and Johnny Scotch, maybe not so different. Not very different at all. <laughs> uh, well, very different in many ways. Though. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> Jess would probably be grateful for that. Yes, thank you. Yes. Um, this, um, this is really good, though. This is really good because the salsa verde is just, you were so right when you said it was, it had a brightness to it. Mm -hmm. And that makes this whole dish just pop with flavor. And the, the drunken beans are kind of underneath the eggs and mm -hmm. the avocado slices on top. I feel like, yeah, this is a real treat. It's a great messy plate breakfast. Mm -hmm. it, if it stays clean and presentable, <laughs> After the first minute of having it on your plate, then then it's not. Then it's a, a no go. It's, it's a no go. Put it back. We're not yeah. gonna eat it. You have to <laughs> mix. You have to match. You have to mash it all together. And so, um, John, where can people find out about you as a musician mm -hmm. um, and your shows, and then also you as an author? I have the standard online presence. Uh, a couple of different websites: Facebook, Twitter. Uh, I'm very, I very much keep my Facebook account up to date with uh, when I have upcoming shows. Okay. So that's the best place for that. Um, and it's uh, facebook.com forward slash? John Dover Trumpet. John Dover Trumpet. Mm -hmm. Okay, and what about the comic stuff? Comic stuff you can find on Facebook slash Johnny Scotch Justice One. Okay. Or at my website, which is uh, johnnyscotchjustice.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, my writing in general, I keep a website called readjohndover.com. I have not been there. I'm totally going to check it out. Yeah, and that, that has links to all my books and comic books. Perfect. Great. And my music site as well, which is johndmusic.com. You're like truly a renaissance man. Well, I thank you very much. Yeah, Jess, <laughs> do you think he's a renaissance man? She's oh. nodding. Yeah, she's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mouthful of eggs and chips. John, this has been um, just a delight, and I'm so glad that we got to do this again. So Me as well. cheers. Cheers to you. And thank you. Thank you. What a great show. <laughs> I'm your host, jazz singer Marty Mendenhall. Are you excited about the next show? So am I. Become a patron of this podcast and get on the early release list for just $1 a month. Find out about this and other perks by joining the fun at patreon.com forward slash Marty Mendenhall. Thanks so much for listening and see you next time on Marty's Music Kitchen.